0: Brandon why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself man and, you know we linked up through Matt Wasp. Matt Wasp is a colleague of mine, co-worker, really awesome kid. I'm glad we linked up though. I know we chatted very briefly while I was in Mexico. Really excited to hear what you're all about.
1: Yeah yeah. First and foremost um, you know thank you. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah so we had met through Matt Wasp. Matt is a Matt is a great connection of mine, very young and hungry, uh, individual, you know, he's doing great things out there with that being said, uh, work for a company in, uh, Stanford, Connecticut called the junk luggers. They are a, uh, junk removal service, you know, and, uh, they're eco-friendly. So from a young person's perspective, like myself, really, really enjoy that uh, part of the business. Um, also, Um, You know, the the main reason uh, for us really linking up is due to uh, the fundraising that I am currently doing with this organization called LLS, which stands for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Uh, So just to give a brief background, uh, it's a national nonprofit organization, which Uh, raises money for research and testing around various forms of blood cancer and they have a fundraising competition every year that lasts uh, 10 weeks from march 31st until june 10th it's called man and woman of the year Uh, i just forgot it for a second and um you know the the uh the whole concept is that various people step up to lead fundraising teams and um, and to raise as much money as you possibly can for this organization. So um, the reason why I'm involved is because my father, unfortunately, when I was 10 years old, he passed away from a form of blood cancer called Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, so that was really reason enough for me to um, step up, lead a fundraising team and Really get involved with this organization. Yeah, man. Well, thank, thanks for sharing your story. And I'm really sorry to
0: hear about your father. So, you know, thank you for being here with us and sharing your story. And we're more than excited to help raise help raise money for this.
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, I really, really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, it means a tremendous amount. And um, no, I really, really appreciate uh, all of this support and help. So. It
0: means a lot. awesome, man. So, so I know there's a lot of events that are uh, due to take place. Most of those are going to happen in Long Island, New York. I know for those listening, some of you guys are from outside the state. We're going to have links to donate through that. And we're also set to do a bunch of other really cool things to incentivize people to donate and all the proceeds are going to go to them. We'll be sure to chat about that a little bit later in this podcast. But Brandon, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what goes into actually running a fundraising team?
1: <laughs> Too much. Um, a lot of gray hair. No, but, um, you know, um, certainly I've done a tremendous amount of networking. So prior to, um, prior to me being in, uh, or, or me working with the junk luggers, I was a commercial real estate broker. Uh, so, you know, that's obviously a, a sales position re- and it requires a tremendous amount of, networking, knowing a lot of people and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, switching into this role at the Junk Luggers, which is a sales role, you know, it also requires networking as well. So i um, done a lot of networking on Long Island, up here in Westchester and Connecticut. So I would say first and foremost, it requires a big network, you know, um, because the more people that you have on your fundraising team, Uh, the greater inclination you'll have to raise more funds. You know, it's really a power in numbers. So um, having a lot of people on your fundraising team is huge because, you know, it'll help get your message across to the most amount of people possible. Um, Number two is to be very persistent. You know, Um, I'm out here on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. You know, sharing content about all of these fundraisers that I'm putting on and the fundraising competition. And, uh, I would say it would be, um, to be organized, you know, just cause I have, I believe I have 10 events slated, um, you know, from now until the fundraising competition ends on June 10th. So, it's just under 2 months and it's 10 events so it's to stay organized as well you know so there's so many components really but i, I just don't want to be too verbose
2: <laughs> how long have you been how long have you been doing this fundraising stuff for
1: yeah sure so that's a uh, that's a great question um so i was on somebody's fundraising team last year her name is Jillian Weston uh, she runs a marketing company on Long Island. And um, I was on her team last year. So, um, I helped fundraise alongside her for those 10 weeks last year. Uh, and now I'm doing it again this year. So, I would say since last year um, was really when I got involved. So,
2: you know, work in a world where it's predicated upon people saying, essentially, not, not saying yes to you, but but basically, you know, buying me as an individual, right? Selfish question, right? But I think a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast would would empathize with this or feel for this. But what is the biggest um, skill that you've taken from your sales career into this world as far as just the networking aspect, communication aspect? Like, What's the biggest challenges that you face, but also the, the biggest things that stand out to you that your past career has helped translate into this world well for you?
1: Mm. Great, great questions, guys. Yeah. Um, would really just be to have people uh, resonate with what I'm saying, you know, Um, just like in sales, you're trying to sell a service or a product or, you know, whatever it is. Right. So I found that in sales, right. If I'm, if I'm educated um on many different topics it's very easy to formulate a connection with another person right because I, like i know some stuff about investing i know some stuff about cars about culture about geography about cooking uh about linkedin about networking right so just a whole cornucopia of topics and if we're able to connect on a certain topic You know, you really formulate a strong connection with a person. Um, So the same thing applies with fundraising too, right? Because there's a lot of charities out there. And um, there's many that have great missions and they're doing just phenomenal work. But if you're really able to have a connection with a person and then, you know, you share your mission with them about why you're fundraising. Um, they, they would be pretty inclined to make a contribution, especially since you're not selling a product. Uh, they know that their money is going towards a great cause. So I would really say it's just to have a strong connection with a person first and then make that ask.
0: Yeah, no, I'd agree for sure. But what, what are some common reasons people give you for saying No you know, I have a lot of trouble saying no to anyone asking for any donations, even if it's a dollar, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm there. Uh, you know, what are some reasons people do say no?
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, I would say first and foremost, it's more of the people that would just ignore the message. And then once the fundraiser is done, you know, they would just say, Oh, you know, uh, sorry, I just left, uh, your message um, opened and I forgot to respond. Which I mean, <laughs> you know, s- some of those are valid, others are BS. It's-, it's like I get
0: it. I get it. You don't like me. It's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like I'm sorry. You know. You know. I'm, I'm sorry for trying. You know, to be a selfless person and trying to make a contribution here <laughs> to society, um, but. Some of the reasons that people say no is that they're really indentured with another type of, uh, another type of fundraiser. You know, um, you know, like I had mentioned previously, there are many, many great nonprofits and many great charities out there. So, you know, people have given large contributions to other charities and they may just want to stick with that one charity that's some of the reasons I get for people saying no. Um, and then there are others that just aren't generous, you know, and it's just sad to see. So <laughs> can you talk about some of the,
2: some of the tax benefits that people can get from donating?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, other than a great warm feeling that people get in their heart from uh, giving uh a, donation is that they get a tax deductible receipt. So whatever amount they contribute, um, if they would like, they can give a, you know, we could supply them with a tax deductible receipt as well. So once tax season rolls around for next year, uh, the amount that they gave will be deducted uh, from their taxes. Um, I believe that's how it works. Once again, I'm not a CPA, um, so please don't quote me on that because I can't afford to be sued at this point in my life. Thank you. <laughs> Brandon, what are some
0: ways that we can directly contribute and help out? I know, you know, you sent me the link. We definitely got to talk about that after this podcast about getting the actual link set up and things like that. Give us some ideas of how we can help you.
1: Sure. Uh, so first and foremost, you know, just me being on this podcast is uh, a tremendous help, you know, cause I'm helping spread the message out there. Um, really the best way would be to connect with me either on LinkedIn or Facebook, Uh, shoot me an email or a text, which I'm sure will be in the show notes as well. And uh, I could steer people in the right direction. Um, Because once you connect with me on social media, there really isn't any way that you could miss all of the posts that I'm sharing about uh, this cause and the fundraising that I'm doing. So just engaging and uh, sharing some of my posts would be a tremendous help. Um, And then obviously if you feel moved enough to give a donation, that's huge. So,
2: and uh, by the time this comes out, we'll have uh, anyone listening. We will have every, all this information links in the description for everybody to click into. I wanted to ask you about teamwork, leadership, uh, you know, all that stuff. Like what does that look like with your guys group? Um, what have you learned from that? And what's that structure look like uh, with 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 the fundraising?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I just want to give a plug to um, one of the gentlemen that ran a fundraising team for this organization last year. His name is James Manicone. Um, he owns uh, an architecture firm out here on Long Island called JM2. Uh, super, super nice guy. Um, extremely selfless, very ambitious, but he really said, you know, leading a team, you know, especially a fundraising team is like running a business. It requires holding people accountable, um, which is huge. So, you know, with that said, uh, I have myself who's leading the fundraising team. Um, and then I have two campaign managers, uh, Diego and Carlos, so, they are each responsible um, for emailing their half of the fundraising team um, and holding them accountable. Um, and really, when I'm helping plan events and things like that, they would help um, really um, allocate tasks to various team members and things like that because I can't do everything on my own. It's just impossible. Um, I also have an event planner that's on my fundraising team. She's helped me plan some of my events, which takes away um, a lot of the stress and um, you know, frustration that I have, which is huge. Um, and then I also have somebody managing my social media pages. So um, for those that are listening, my team name is Rise Together and Raise, which can be found on Facebook and Instagram. So a gentleman, uh, his name is Kyle. He's um, um, in charge of both of those pages as well. And then I have uh, the rest of my team members that are out there sharing their own personal fundraising links and their connections to the cause helping me fundraise.
0: You know, Brandon, it really speaks volumes about the kind of person you are, the amount of detail and attention that you put into this for something that doesn't even compensate you. You know, it takes a special kind of person to do something like that. And, you know, we're going to do you one better. We're obviously going to have the link and we'll be posting it all day, every day. Um, what we did last year, I don't know if I told you, maybe we, we spoke about it on the phone briefly. Landon and I, we wanted to find a way to give back, especially during COVID. So we created these wristbands um, mm-hmm. using our hashtag consistency wins with our, our learn lead podcast on the inside. And we basically, you know, if you wanted them, you could donate and all those proceeds went to kids going hungry. Mm. Um, you know, we want to do something like that again. So what we thought about, you know, very briefly before this podcast was, you know, how people have to now pay money to use grocery bags, right? Sure. We just got our whole new brand logo redone and we want to rebrand the whole podcast. So we're going to actually do a bunch of tote bags, you know, one of like those bags that you bring in for the groceries they're going to have the learn lead podcast on them. Maybe we'll throw in the, uh, you know, a collaboration with the LLS society as well. Sure. And all those proceeds will go to, you know, this fundraising campaign as well. So we're a hundred percent invested into that and any other way we can help raise money as well.
1: You guys are awesome. You guys are truly, truly amazing people. Um, wow. I mean, like, I can't believe it. (laughs) Um, and obviously moving forward, when you guys go to fundraise for other organizations, if there's any way that I can assist would certainly love to, um, you know, um, I kind of said to myself, uh, right now, uh, just for reference, um, I'm 25, but I said to myself that I wouldn't fundraise for another organization until I'm 28, you know, just to give myself some breathing room but mm-hmm. um I can't make that promise to myself just cuz I love, mm-hmm. you know, helping nonprofits and charity so next year, you know, I'll uh, certainly make sure to help you guys as well cuz I'd love to assist.
0: Awesome, man. We're we're very appreciative of that, man. Uh you know, is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with for those in Long Island specifically? I know there are some events coming up. Why don't you rattle some of those off so that we can get involved?
1: Sure. I will rattle all of them off because I have them written down here. <laughs> okay. Um, so there, so there's one on um, May 10th, um, and it's a LinkedIn training. So I know a LinkedIn trainer from, um, from Florida. Her name is Olivia. Um, I still have to post about it, but we're doing a – LinkedIn training class and we're just asking that a person make a contribution minimum of $10 to um, the fundraiser. Uh, So that's one. It will be virtual on Zoom. Um, This is a huge one. This is a huge one. I'm really trying to um, get a lot of ticket sales for this event. Um, It will be Thursday at 7 p.m., at the Riviera mansion in Massapequa, which is on long Island Thursday, what day Uh, Thursday? That is may 13th. Cool. Uh, It will be at the Riviera mansion in Massapequa. um, And it's a fundraising event, which will include a lot of raffle prizes, open bar, a buffet, music, music, uh, and a lot of networking with a lot of great people. Um, so that's huge. Um, you could message me for tickets as well, um, and that'll be tremendous. Another event, because I do have quite a few more here, but I'll just give a plug to this one, uh, last one here. Um, it is on Zoom, um, and it will be May 19th on Wednesday. Uh And it's being hosted on this platform that is similar to Zoom. Uh, A gentleman that I met through networking, he lives in Wisconsin, believe it or not. His name is Benny. And he created this platform called Virtual United, which is essentially like a trade show platform that's virtual. So you can hop around from room to room. Uh, There's an Eventbrite link. So once you sign up, you can make a contribution of whatever you feel is acceptable. Um, and then there's one more event that's on May 20th. It will be a concert on Long Island. I don't have the venue in front of me, unfortunately. Um, and there will be a $15 entry fee to that concert and all the proceeds would go towards, uh, my fundraising campaign.
0: Cool, man. How do you, how do you manage life? <laughs> how do you, how do you uh, go about, you know,
1: even you working a job? I'm not sure. <laughs> You know, Um, it's all about having boundaries. So I wake up at 530 every single morning. Um, Well, I mean, I did, but this month I've been slacking. I've been waking up at 630, you know, some of these days, which I feel very guilty for. Um, But it's, you know, waking up early, um, you know, allocating time towards this fundraiser, going to work. And then right after work, it's just back on this fundraiser until the period ends on June 10th. Um, I do have a strong why to this mission. So it's really what's driving me.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's a sprint of June and we'll be sure to put this out very quickly. And we're going to get those tote bags out. So everyone be conscious of that. Donate. We'll have the link out and we'll be blasting out annoying, annoying all of you guys to, you know, contribute to this fund. Let's win this thing, man
1: yeah no absolutely uh i like the energy of both you fine gentlemen once again the support is much much appreciated because it's all going towards a good cause here so uh you know it was really really awesome chatting and um you guys are just amazing so i don't want to be too verbose here
0: (laughs) no we appreciate it man thanks It's, it's a pleasure connecting with you and i'm you know excited to continue this relationship and help raise some money
1: yeah yeah absolutely um before we end it i just wanted to leave uh the listeners off with something um go for it man. sure um so obviously you know i know that there are certain people who don't have a connection with cancer but you know i'm hoping that the takeaway for people is that it's really important um to be charitable and to be charity-minded and just to think about other people before their self-interests. So, you know, obviously the reason why I'm doing this fundraiser is to raise funds. But at at the end of the day, I'm I'm just really trying to also inspire people uh, to be a bit more selfless uh, and to give back essentially, you know? I mean, I love being surrounded by people who are, uh, who are charity-minded because it shows that they have a great heart. You know, I mean, if you look at a monk, for example, they sell all of their possessions to live a life where they give back, you know, and I'm not asking people to do that because clearly I'm not doing that, you know, so I can't be a hypocrite, but really, uh, it's also just to inspire people to be a bit, to be a bit more selfless and to think about others as well so uh, they say that your service to others is the rent you pay for your room on earth so i'm hoping that there are a lot of people out there that you know have that seed planted within their head moving forward and you know start to be a bit more charitable moving forward
2: Brandon, we, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate the the final words, man. The best is yet to come. We're excited to see where this goes and, um, you know, we're, we're obviously all in with it. So,
1: um, best is yet to come and, and thanks for coming on, man. Guys really, really appreciate the time and, uh, appreciate the conversation. Thanks for tuning in to the Learn Lead Podcast, where you get to own your life. Stay tuned for our future guest coming soon. Make sure to like and subscribe.